therefore not assuming any blame or ill intent or judging the other person. Whereas sometimes we're very quick and our reflex is to speak in you terms, you this, and why don't you this? And, you know, when we do that, it's a reflect. And I contend that we're better served if we reflect before we speak. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Joining us on our show today is Cherry Short, an executive leader, coach, speaker, and author of the book, The Words We Choose, Your Guide to How and Why Words Matter. Quinn and I began discussing this topic on our last episode, number 120, and today we'll hear from the author herself. Terry is a human potential developer with more than 30 years of leadership experience in healthcare, hospitality, and business ownership, and she specializes in leadership development and communication skills. I'm so glad to have Terry join our show today to talk a little bit more about her book. Terry, welcome to our show today. So glad to have you. Oh, Janet, it's my honor to be here. Thank you. So let's jump right in. Um, so excited about your book, and you and I have known each other um, over the years and our past work together, and just so excited about you and the book that you've published. So let's start with, so that our audience can get an understanding of, of who you are. Tell us just a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background. Oh, absolutely. My early career was in hospitality, my leadership career, 30 some years ago. And then I broke out and I went on my own. I did a lot of leadership development um, for 15 years, 95 to 2010. And at the end of that time, I was called to enter the, the world of healthcare. And I served in the healthcare leadership positions for just under 10 years. And last year, 2019, I uh, got my professional coaching certification. And that led me to return to my own business. And now I'm professional coach, uh, consultant, speaker, and now I get to say author as well. That's great. It's always fun to write a book and it's also good to get to the end and see that, see it in final form. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about your book and as you think about writing it, what was the driving force behind writing your book, which is titled The Words We Choose, Your Guide to How and Why Words Matter? Well, I have to admit, Janet, a bit of a lofty goal here. I would like to change how we communicate. And I want to elevate how we connect with each other. Um, There's a quote in the book by a gentleman named Tom Kenyon that is, we are creating the world by how we speak to each other. And I truly believe that. So that's that was a guiding force for me to help create something that led people to be more mindful, more intentional, um, have their communication be more values-based, more from their heart. And so that, that was the driving force. Gosh, so needed right now. You know, Terry, we'll talk a little bit more about that but um, as we go on today. But boy, I tell you, you know, the way that we interact and communicate with each other and, you know, really understand how we do that from our values can't be, it, it's nothing more important at this point, you know, based on kind of where we are. So, so why don't we uh, take a little bit of a deeper dive and can you give us some sample content of the book? Just pull some things out that you think would be good for our listeners to hear and some things that you really like. 
Absolutely. So one of the things that came to mind is, um, I know you have a lot of educators and I started thinking about the section with children and the, I call it spark dialogue, which sometimes can be challenging. And, you know, I, I coach some individuals now that are challenged as parents even to spark the dialogue with their children. And so there's a little bit about the concept of getting beyond the monosyllabic answers that one might receive and to do that by way of asking more powerful questions. I'll read you a couple of those. What happened at school today that made you laugh? What was the funniest thing you did today? What would you change about today? What did you do today that may have made someone else happy? How did you show your true self today? The reason I wanted to tease out that section is I I got to thinking about how resilience is so important right now. And I've, I've heard you speak about it on previous podcasts. And these questions really, even though it's in the section for sparking dialogue with children, could be appropriate with anyone. You know, I think about with a coworker, with a loved one, um, with anyone that helps them take a closer look at the positive things that may be happening on a daily basis. So an example would be that I, I provide such content and then immediately following that, I offer a reflection point. And the reflection is my suggestion of, or an example of, four different questions that one might ask a child, the questions that, uh, that I proposed, and then the potential answer and the parent's response. And I do that to help the reader think, well, it's not just about asking the powerful question, what happens when you get the response? Like, what, how do you choose your words wisely in order to perpetuate the conversation and not shut it down? So I, I offer that reflection and help the reader tease out whether the answer implies judgment of any sort that might shut the conversation down. And then I make a recommendation on what a better response might be. Then immediately following that, reflection is an activity. And that's oftentimes the format that I follow in the book. And the activity asks the reader to list the last three conversations and then dig a little deeper into how they might change their responses by being more mindful of their word choices. So, you know, I, uh, I love the approach to your book. I had a chance to, you know, to look at it and to read through it, Terry. And what I gather is, you know, people can read it for, for learning individually, but I see it as a tool that could be used for professional development as well. Is that what, what you envision as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've actually been just started on that work to create online micro learning, you know, videos that that bring the content to, to life and to help the person really pause and do that reflection and, and build their muscle in reflecting and asking themselves the right questions to, to really dig deeper into owning different word choices. Yeah, that'd be really helpful. And, you know, one of the major barriers in any organization, it's communication. So I want to, I want to end with that one. I want to, I want to ask you one more before we go there, because I don't know of anything more important than people messaging in the right ways and choosing the right words. I was, again, so excited to see the content of your book. Love to ask you, you know, we, we talked about the times that we're in and in one of your book chapters, you talked about words that connect with others and you bravely explain, and this is your quote, being politically correct is not particularly a good thing in these politically divisive times. I propose that everyone focus on being personally correct. And that just hit me in a particular way. And I'd, I'd love for you to speak to that in relation to what you were talking about earlier with connection to values. Mm-hmm. No, thank you for teasing that out. I think it's incredibly important. So personally correct for me, it is 
speaking true to one's values. And so the, the first thing that I contemplate is what purpose will it serve? So if I'm in a potentially politically charged conversation, let's say, um, I might first reflect on what purpose will it serve for me to even speak up and be true to my values. For example, if I'm entering a conversation that I've been in multiple times before and there's there's really, there's only discourse and there's only anxiety to be had, then I would remove myself from the conversation. So that's one on one hand. On the other hand, being true to one's values sometimes means not removing yourself from the conversation, showing up and choosing the right words to help the discourse. And so that's what I am attempting to, in that whole section, I'm attempting mm -hmm. to get people to be much more um, cognizant of. So let me give an example. And this is this concept or this idea of one wearing a mask, one person wearing a mask and the other person calling them out on that, right? So somebody calls me out, let's say it's a stranger. I have that choice first. What purpose will it serve for me to respond? And if I feel that there is a purpose and I, it's important for me to stand true to my values, then I will contemplate what words I would choose to do that. So I might say, you know, I'm grateful for your candor. May I share my values and the reason I feel strongly about wearing this mask. And then I might go on to say, I wear this mask to protect my son, my uh, asthmatic son or some, whatever, you know, whatever the situation is. And I, I would be in a position then to speak in I statements and be explaining my position and tying myself back to my values and my intention, therefore not assuming any blame or ill intent or judging the other person. Whereas sometimes we're very quick and our reflex is to speak in you terms, you this, and why don't you this? And, you know, when we do that, it's a reflex. And I contend that we're better served if we reflect before yeah. we speak. You know, Quint and I talked in one of our episodes earlier too about, you know, I love what you just said, because it's looking at what outcome we're trying to achieve with the conversation and really checking ourselves to determine, you know, if we're actually using those words to get to the outcome and, you know, not to go down this path. But one of the things I find, Terry, I don't know about you, that I'm, I'm really struggling with right now is really more of the, of the, the social media dialogue that's going on. And, you know, you know, people who have, I've known and, you know, who I've been connected with in my life, and they put something out that is against my values, or, you know, very hateful in the tone, you know, my first instinct, and I don't really know what the right thing is, but my first instinct is like, I don't, I'm going to un unfriend them or whatever that I think it is. That's what you call it, unfriend them. And then I'm like, well, if I do that, then I'm just really causing even more harm potentially. I just want to have a conversation with them. <laughs> you know, I just want to talk to them. So that type of media doesn't really allow for that in ways that we can build that personal interaction. So um, I'm sure that choosing, whether it's written or, or speaking, that choosing our language in a way that aligns to our values, but also, you know, trying to do that in a particular way, difficult, but important, right? I hope, I hope it is because I, the, you know, people we've known for a long time where we have differing opinions, right? Well, and I think that's really important. I think that you're, you hit on the, the nerve of it all is, is it the right forum? And so we, that's where we might be like in a reflex mode, that it's something that comes up publicly and we want to, we want to react, right? And drawing that conversation offline or out of the social media forum is, is likely the best course. And if we did more of that, we would have that time to really pause and reflect and, and create a dialogue where both people can be representing their values, hopefully, yes. and standing true to them. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, I think, uh, I hope we get to a place where we are encouraged and um, have motivation to do that more often. It'll make a better world for sure. So I'll just close with this question, just kind of bring it back to high level a little bit. And as I mentioned, we survey people in organizations a a lot and um, survey employees, survey parents, and the lowest performing area, you know, tends to be around this area of communication. That's where employees feel the area needs improvement. So um, as we close today, and your book provides a resource to help, how does your book really help us improve communication in general? Yeah, I've never seen a survey where that wasn't the issue in my, in my okay. career. So, yeah, end result of the, the whole end result of the book is an increased self-awareness of the reader. So when the reader increases their self-awareness and therefore their emotional intelligence, they're in a better place on several levels. So we haven't spoken about this yet, but I say the voice is a choice. And when I say that, I mean the voice in one's head. So when I'm more self-aware of the narrative playing in my head and I, and I change that as appropriate and get that more under control in a, and in a way that serves my sense of self appropriately, then I'm better prepared to speak with others. And that means loved ones, situations where there might be triggers, and then others in general, people who are unlike me, others at work. And so that's, that's where this all leads us is that we're in a better place to communicate across the board. And specifically as leaders, I tease out specific things that are important to leaders, how to have more clarity, how to lead with why, how to engage your team in the what and the how, and, and therefore be able to handle change management better. Me and a lot of specifics about asking better questions as a coach, much more impactful recognition so that, you know, we're not just thanking someone, but we're tying that as well back to values. So there are specifics in there that lead leaders in particular to the place of first starting with themselves and then through their practice, the practice of the pause, I call it, and their ability to self-reflect and reflect about the vo- their voice as a choice and how do they choose appropriately in order to influence the others around them, be them the parents they're dialoguing with or their coworkers or those that they lead. So, so that's what it all boils down to is that self-awareness that leads one there. Because I believe, I, I mean, absolutely, I know you agree with me, leadership is a journey. And it's an ongoing education process. Yes. And I, so I know we probably share this view. I, I believe that, that most people, um, employees and leaders, you know, want to do the right thing and they want to be successful and help their teams and their organization achieve success. A book like yours around the topic of communication with the practical examples and the help that you can provide, um, your book will be a tremendous asset for our community. Terry, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Uh, It's so good to see you, and I hope this is just one of many times in the future that we'll stay connected. I do too, Jen, and I can't thank you enough, and it's just, it's been an honor to be exposed to your audience. Much appreciated. Thank you. As we've listened to Terry talk today, we really understand how words do matter. We all know that words matter, and it's up to us to determine how we want to use the words that help people be their best and help build a good workplace culture and help us have great relationships with others. Terry's book really helps us do that. So I hope you'll think about buying Terry's book and reading it and using it as a learning tool in your own organization. 
To learn more about our free upcoming virtual events, like our leader roundtables, destination, high performance, quintessential that we've been talking about with Quint over the last several episodes, and our What's Right in Education conference that's coming up in November, please visit studereducation.com slash events. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast and make sure you're subscribed. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. Look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can all be our best at work. Have a great week.